faith, confidence or trust in a person or thing. Reason, to think or argue in a logical manner, to form conclusions, judgments or inferences from facts or premises. Culture, the customary beliefs, social forms and material traits of a religious, racial or social group. Faith, reason, culture, podcast with Dr. Melissa Travis and Daryl Youngblood. And welcome to the very first edition of our brand new podcast, Faith, Reason, and Culture, with Dr. Melissa Travis, Assistant Professor of Apologetics at Houston Baptist University, and Daryl Youngblood, Founder and Director of Rational Defense of Faith Ministries. I'm Ryan Holland, excited to kick things off with you here on the CGMRadio.com network. Thank you all so much for joining us. Melissa, Daryl, welcome to our very first podcast. How are you? Thanks, Ryan. This is going to be fun. It will. It'll be a blast. I'm real excited about it. Uh, So what we want to do is to introduce the podcast to you guys, let you all know uh, why we're doing the show, what the primary subjects that we're going to be covering will be, who Melissa and Daryl are, and dive into uh, a subject a little bit that I know will be a recurring theme on this show, which is the confluence of science and faith. So why don't we, to kick the show off, let's, if you guys would, tell us kind of your, uh, the purpose behind the show, your, your vision for the show, and then we'll kind of take a step back and we will uh, learn more about each of you guys. So uh, Melissa or Daryl, whoever wants to kick it off. Ladies first. Okay. <laughs> nice excuse. Yeah, exactly. Well, no doubt about it, there are several extremely high-quality podcasts out there that tackle subjects um, at the intersection of faith, reason, and culture. There are several I listen to myself regularly. But it struck me earlier this year that there really isn't one that brings a wide diversity of life backgrounds uh, together in these kinds of conversations in a very casual atmosphere um, and at a level that the average Joe and Jane sitting in the church pew can fully understand. So I saw a need there and I thought, well... If no one else is doing it, maybe we should think about doing it ourselves. Might as well. Might as well. Daryl, what's, what's your heart behind it? Yeah, well, I mean, my whole heart behind doing anything with uh, defending faith is uh, the statistics that are out there. And I agree with Melissa. There, We have an abundance of resources out for Christian apologetics. Uh, but a lot of times that's kind of a, a, neat, a niche that people are interested in. Uh, but you have this whole other you know, group of millions of, of students and parents that, that aren't engaged in apologetics and, and uh, they, you know, that's, they don't really understand some of the concepts. And I love the idea of Melissa's heart, even though she is a professor, of wanting to get everyone to be able to understand this and, and to bring this down to a level that, that people are engaged and interested and that, uh, you know, that it's not this, sub, this, this division of this apologetics subsect of culture and then the rest of the people who just just want to have some answers right. and so that's what i love about this is to be able to bring this to a level where everybody can understand and we can discuss really all issues you know anything that that is in the culture that, that we really address them and we, we inform them with logic and reason from a christian perspective 
Yeah, and I'm excited about that as well, that we're going to, it's not just going to be pure apologetics, here are arguments for the existence of God, here are arguments for the resurrection, although all of that will come into play, but I think this is going to be a highly relatable podcast to what's going on in the culture and responses to that, but mixed in with a lot of the traditional apologetics arguments and, and evidences, so I'm real excited about that. I also wanted to let you guys know how you can get in touch with us uh, if you'd like to get in touch with uh, Melissa and Daryl, you can email them, frc at cgmradio.com. That's frc at cgmradio.com. Yeah. Also, links to our podcast homepage, where you can find all of our Faith, Reason, and Culture shows, our YouTube page, and how you can follow on follow Melissa and Daryl on social media will be in the show notes of this podcast. So look at the show notes of this podcast uh, you'll find all the info you need. You can also go to cgmradio.com slash FRC, and all of the information will be there as well. So, all right, guys, without uh, breaking into a late 1970s uh, progressive <laughs> rock song, who are you? Who are you guys? Uh, tell us uh, uh, briefly, if you would, about uh, maybe uh, your work, your family, what you guys are doing right now. Uh, ladies first, of course. Okay, so as you mentioned, Ryan, I am an assistant professor of apologetics at Houston Baptist University. That's been the culmination of probably 15 years of exploration and study, of course. Um, I run a local ministry called Rivendell Collective, where the goal is to bring together people from the community who are passionate about learning how to love God with their minds better and to take what they learn in our group discussions out into the world so they can have better conversations with skeptical family members, skeptical colleagues, so they can better raise up their children with a confident faith um, and just better engage the culture in general. Um, I'm married to Jonathan. We've been married for 21 years, and we have two boys, two teenage boys. Uh, Ooh, six, fun times. Yeah, 16 and driving, and then <laughs> one just now turning 13. Uh, we are originally from North Carolina, but we moved to Texas 20 years ago, and we loved it so much that we decided to stay. Well, especially our summers here, really. Our summers uh, <laughs> are just a destination. People from the Hamptons right, come down here right. and, and do their summers here in Houston, obviously. It's quite the destination. Daryl, if you would tell us a bit about yourself. I am a husband, father of two boys as well, a nine and a 12-year-old. By trade, I'm a record producer, um, a video producer, videographer, uh, do animations, all kinds of artistic stuff like that. I, uh, you know, I was brought up in a Christian home. Uh, Father was a scientist, and so that kind of uh, set my background for having both kind of this artistic um, love, but also a love for science and faith, uh, because my family, my parents were strong Christians. And so, uh, you know, that kind of brought me into what I do with RDOF, and then I'm also the president and founder of RDOF, which is Rational Defense of Faith. Awesome. And and also the... uh Melissa mentioned Rivendell Collective. I'll have information about that in the show notes of this podcast as well. It's it's fascinating. You'll definitely want to check it out if you're in the area and you and you can. Uh, well, that's great. Well, let's. Um, I'm I'd be curious to know what led you guys into apologetics ministry writing. Uh, you two obviously come from very different backgrounds, which I think is what's going to make this show really interesting and a lot of fun. Melissa from a very academic background, Daryl from a uh, 
uh, obviously from the music and video production, even a stint in Hollywood for a time. He's he's been nominated for some Grammy stuff as well. He doesn't toot his own horn about that, but so it's a very very interesting kind of eclectic background there. So I'm excited to to see more of that. So if if y'all would just kind of walk us through briefly what led y'all into uh, specifically into the apologetics ministry realm. I'm one of those people, I guess you could call a cradle Christian, grew up in a Christian home. I was the daughter of a Southern Baptist pastor and lived in a rather rural area of North Carolina. So I was very much in a worldview bubble for the, the vast majority of my formative years. Once I graduated from high school, I went off to a Christian university where, once again, I was very insulated from secular culture. I rarely encountered anyone who didn't share my worldview. Studied biology, loved the sciences, ended up going into the biotechnology industry after I graduated. And over the course of about five years in that industry, I had many, many deep conversations about the big questions, the existence of God, where morality comes from, uh, what does science tell us about the truth of Christianity, is scripture reliable, all while sitting belly up to a lab bench and talking with professional scientists. And what I learned over those five years is that I was pretty pathetic at giving good answers to those kinds of questions. I had never been exposed to opportunities to interact with someone that didn't share my worldview. And so when my first son was born and I became a stay-at-home mom in 2003, I started on a journey of self-study and apologetics. I wanted to know how to answer these questions that had brought me up short over those years in the laboratory. Uh, And after several years of self-study, I decided to go on to graduate school Um, did a master's in science and religion at Biola University, uh, took a year off, and then pursued a PhD in humanities with a philosophy concentration so that I could uh, study more of the intellectual history of the science and faith conversation. Wrote my dissertation on the natural theology of Johannes Kepler, who is my hero, um, and hope to do some more scholarly work on Kepler here in the next few years. And actually, so I'm working through Melissa's book right now, Science in the Mind of the Maker. It is an awesome. excellent book. Uh, I'm actually on the the chapter on DNA right now, and I'm Woo-hoo! realizing how long <laughs> it's been since I've taken biology class as I'm going through this. I'm like, I might need to read this chapter twice. But what I love, what I love about the book is how much of the history of science that you go, go through, including... Charles Darwin. Uh, I loved that section on Darwin. He spent at least a few pages on Darwin to show where he was at and how he wasn't necessarily an atheist. And the, the information that he had in the 1800s is very different than the information that we, that we have now. And so it, it does seem like the historical aspect of the sciences is something that you really uh, excel in you can, and help to, to bring to, to life to people like me who are, I mean, really, I was, I was learning quite a bit uh, just uh, with the information in, in that book. Yeah, history of science, probably my number one academic passion. I think that the more people learn about the development of the ideas that we see playing out in culture today, when we learn that these were ideas that were developed by real people 
that we don't flatten out historical figures like Charles Darwin. And let's look into his life a little bit. Let's see what what passions drove him. Um, Where was he coming from, from a worldview perspective? What were his religious leanings um, throughout his life? How did they change? How did that coincide with his scientific hypotheses? It just brings science to life in a way that helps us have much better conversations today, I think, rather than doing this very black and white um, perspective, if you will, and demonizing some of the figures of history, such as Charles Darwin, for example, um, who we may not agree on very much at all. Well, and it's interesting. I kind of get the idea looking at what you have in your in your book that Darwin, I, we, we don't need to spend too much time on Darwin this first episode. I guess we have plenty of time. But but he's a guy that I think if you're on, on one side, Darwin is just this pure atheist materialist type. And then if you're on the other side, he's, uh, you know, the worst thing the planet's ever spawned. And so you've got this interesting dichotomy between what each side's how each side views Darwin, but you provide some context to Darwin that's very interesting that he wasn't quite maybe as as closed or you know purely materialistic as we as we make him out to be. So that's right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Daryl, what about you? How do you? Um, what led you into the apologetics ministry? Right. I know you had a had a dad, very interesting mm-hmm. dad, yeah. prolific scientist. So, so please tell us what kind of led you down that path. Yes, uh, like I said before, you know, grew up uh, with a father who was a scientist and, you know, got his PhD in organic chemistry and master's in physics in five years. So, you know, wow. uh, but has but, that ever been but, done before? Dare I, he's, but has he, anybody ever done that before? It was you know, Duke and Clemson. So, and it, it was so, so I grew up with that. And, you know, this was the kind of guy who, you know, he didn't go shoot pool with the guys. He didn't, you know, and I loved him for, for who he was. He, he probably would be considered like, you know, um, Asperger's or autistic, you know, today. But he had this way about him to where he, uh, he didn't do those kinds of things. He loved information. He loved to read. And uh, he loved to think. And, he, and, and, you know, at our house, like I said, instead of playing pool, you'd have a bunch of other PhDs come over and they'd go sit in a room and think. Oh, that sounds fabulous. That, that was what they would do. And that's what I grew up with. And all these people were Christians. Uh, and, and so it just never occurred to me that there was some conflict because, you know, my father, I mean, he, you know, he could break down the molecular structure of Splenda right in front of you, you know, and he, and he was just one of those guys. And he had just understood how molecules worked. And that was what drove him to at least, you know, at the beginning to, to accept that there was some kind of a design, you know, and eventually, uh, you know, he came to full faith in Christ. So I grew up with that. And so he used to love to talk to me about this stuff. And he, you know, and I just was like, that's really cool, Dad. That's that's kind of neat, you know, but I'm kind of like a, you know, rock star. I'm trying to, like, do my music <laughs> career. So, you know, and I, and, and, I, and, and I didn't value those conversations the way I wish I had. Sure. And so the irony of it is that in 2007, he, um, he passed away. And so, you know, I was kind of on this journey and I was pursuing my music. Uh, I had been an artist, but I was pursuing my um, career as a music producer. And I was um, <clears throat> nominated for this award and I wanted to see how it was doing. And it was a prestigious award. And I go to look on um, the uh, website for it. And 
uh, and this was in Houston, Houston Press Music Awards. And I go, and I think my listing was like 137, and at 136, there was this thing, uh, this listing for um, an atheist rally on a homeschool convention. And like, it's right next to mine. I'm like, wow, that's just uh, that's just weird. A rather kind of coincidence, weird. as God is calling you into this yes. apologetics ministry. And so, it seems. Yeah. and what I didn't mention is before that, I had kind of uh, you know. I'd heard things, um, you know, that kind of made me wonder about, you know, what I believed and if I could defend my faith. And, and so I had gone online and started debating and uh, kind of like what Melissa had mentioned, I went on to do some debates to defend my faith. And I, you know, I got the floor mopped with me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so uh, I was, that troubled me. And so I kind of came back to this thing. I was like, wow, well, first of all, man, I didn't listen to my dad, but even, even more so I was like, well, I mean, I guess I'm okay with, you know, maybe, maybe this is true. I read Dawkins and I, you know, I read um, The God Delusion and a couple of these other books by Christopher Hitchens and, and I maintained my faith, but I kind of came to this idea that, well, maybe the scientific evidence does contradict my beliefs, but that's okay. I'm okay with just having faith and, and knowing that, okay, you know, the little bit I've seen at the onset seems like it does, conf- you know, conflict with my faith and that kind of, you know, was w- what I'd resigned myself to. But then I started you know, saying, I just know if I'm okay with that. My father had no problem with that, you know, and, and, you know, and he was an organic chemist. And so I started looking in and I I looked into the deeper scientific questions and the, the deeper science of some of these statements that were made by some of these prevalent atheists. And I started to say, well, that's, that's not what, you know, the, the evidence, when I looked behind the curtain, it wasn't saying the same thing. And, and, and there were lots of contradictions and it didn't um, conflict with faith the way that they had presented it. And so I started to make a distinction from this narrative and I, I continued to debate. And, um, you know, of course, that's a very, very um, angry world. Uh, and that, and so, you know, I kind of had sent some stuff to my pastor to say, hey, is this okay? Because this is getting a little bit, you know, heated. And he, he would kind of coach me through and say, yeah, you know, you you know, keep keep the faith, keep doing it. And so he finally said, "Why don't you Why don't you um, start a, uh, a uh, an apologetics class at our church? You know, maybe that'll help you do this." And and so I did, and I started it, and it was you know okay. It was you know, we had like twenty people. It was kind of boring, and at the same time it was when I was pursuing this. You know, I was like, "Oh, that'd be kind of a cool thing I would do." You know, on the side, this apologetics class. But I was pursuing my music career and my production career. I saw this listing, and I. Uh, and it, right next to it was this, uh, you know, um, this announcement that these these atheists were going to come, you know, go, you know, uh, picket at this rally. And so, next thing I know, I'm in front of one of the the leading internet atheists, and I'm not, and I hadn't debated much, you know, in person ever, and oh I just my found gosh. myself in front of this guy with a crowd of people. And uh, yikes! Yes, from nothing, from like I think I'll do a class, okay. To like I'm in front of a you know and, and an, I, an angry guy. Yeah, yeah, one of the one of the prominent yes. angry internet atheists. Yes, exactly. And so I kind of left that, and that went way better than I expected. And Holy uh, Spirit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so I just kind of said. I guess well, I'm going to do this, and and so I, I continued to do that class, and um, they kind of weren't very well populated, you know, the classes, and I was bored with them myself. When I'd watch me, and I'm like, well, I'm bored, and so my wife had this idea to start doing these events, and these events were taking everything I my knowledge from animation and music and uh, videography, and trying to make the trying to make these same concepts, these great arguments, something that everybody could be interested in, and sit through an hour and a half, and you could have twelve year olds to you know. Uh, 
mothers, people who are interested in apologetics, but would still sit through this and absorb this. And so that became my passion to what, use, utilize that. What are some of the main topics that you have uh, spoken about uh, at these events? What are the, the main subjects? All of the, all of the typical apologetics, you know, we, we try to cover all of them, you know, your standard, you know, origin of the universe, you know, and origin of DNA information and origin of life and, you know, and then the morality, you know, um, the problem of evil. evil we talk yeah. about all of them. They don't have those names a lot of times. Uh, you know, for instance, our version of problem of evil is God, evil, and suffering. Uh, you know, it, it, and so um, we tackle all of them. But again, they because I'm ADD. You know, if I can't sit through this stuff, and I love apologetics, and I go to conferences and stuff, but I get I, I you know I get lost, and and I you know kind of stop listening after a while. Um, in, in real academic settings, I kind of said, what would keep me interested in this? You know, and I've, and I've done enough classes where I've seen people sitting out there listening to me going, I'm like, okay, note to self, need a video after five minutes, you know, that, so that's, you know, but we do, we cover all of them. And, 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 so. and, and if I can just say that these events are highly worth, worth, I've gone to a couple of these events myself. I actually just met Daryl back in, in April, 2019. So we've met fairly recently, but I've, gone to these events. They are high quality multimedia events where Daryl will speak for a little bit and then he'll show a video and speak some more, show a video. It's, it's actually quite the stage production. I mean, I, you definitely have a flavor. You can get a strong flavor, I'd say, of your music production background, uh, your rock bands and stuff that, you, that you've been in in the past and, and bringing that kind of production to the stage and even appealing to unbelievers as well. The last one, I brought an agnostic friend with me and he was really impressed. He really enjoyed it. So uh, Facebook, uh, they're on Facebook at RDOF events. So check them out. And again, that'll be in the, in the show notes. Uh, so I think at this point, maybe I'll just say real quick kind of how this podcast came about. I think that's kind of an interesting story because I do think that there is perhaps that God kind of led us all together. So I went to an event at uh, Woodlands United Methodist Church, uh, HBU Apologetics Day, which interestingly, Melissa was there. I don't know that I, I think I remember seeing you there, but I remember I was, William Lane Craig was there, who yeah, all of us were kind of fans of William Lane Craig. So I was basically stalking Dr. Craig. Wherever Dr. Craig went, that's where <laughs> I was going because I don't get to see this guy ever. I actually was at, went to a Sunday school class back in 2015 in, in Georgia, that, which, was, which was really cool. But uh, So uh, Craig, Dr. Craig wasn't speaking. He was outside, and there was a group of about five of us, and he shared an interesting story, actually, mm -hmm. about... Uh, the confrontation between Dawkins. Him, him and Dawkins, yeah. which was... Uh, I was like, that was oh. so interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that they had ever actually met. But I, I met Daryl there, and we exchanged cards, and I was like, oh, man, this, this is really interesting. So I went to one of his events the next month, and I was just launching the CGM network. This is a very new network. This is the fourth show mm -hmm. on the network. It, it's really new. So I, I was really wanting an apologetic show. And so I'm, I'm thinking in my head, boy, wouldn't it be awesome to have Daryl do a podcast. I was like, oh, does Daryl? No, Daryl doesn't have a podcast. Maybe he'll want to do one on the CGM radio network. And so I was, this was something I was very much interested in. And, but I just kind of, you know, I was just kind of sitting on it. I didn't know Daryl very well. I didn't want to be too forward. Hey, how are you doing? Nice to meet you. you want to come do a show on my network, you know? And uh, so kind of let that, let that go. 
the next month, we did a uh, Faith Bible Church here in the Woodlands did a conference called the Reasons Conference that Melissa spoke at that conference as well. And I was helping with the conference, so I got kind of introduced with Melissa, connected and connected on Facebook and, and that kind of thing. And so kind of life goes on. Then I think it was early July, Melissa sends me a message basically saying, hey, I'm interested in doing a podcast. Do you know a guy named Daryl Youngblood? <laughs> do you know a guy named Daryl Youngblood? I would love to do a podcast to him. And I was talking to someone in your Sunday school class, and she said you should consider doing it on your network. So you know, this was like seven in the morning. I, was, I think I was still in bed, and I was looking at this message going, oh my gosh, you know, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, not only do we have Melissa Travis here, but she wanted to do a podcast with the very guy that I was wanting uh, to do a podcast on the network, and the two of y'all together obviously is, a, is a, uh, really a dream come true. So I was like, yes. I mean, there was no need to pray about it at that point. I, yeah, I, I knew that that was the case. And then that set in motion what we have today. So that's kind of the yeah. story behind it, and I, I'm real excited about it because I do believe that that the Lord is in this, and He's guiding, and directing it, and He's going to really use it in a in a powerful way. So I think that is a wonderful way to end off the very first episode of Faith, Reason, and Culture. So, guys, it's been great, and uh, I'm excited to to do it again. For episode two. Okay, thanks. All right, thank All right. you. All right, so guys, thank you so much for joining us for the, again, the very first edition of Faith, Reason, and Culture. If you want to get in touch with us, please email us, frc at cgmradio.com. Uh, we would love to, in the future, have a, a question and answer time, so please email in your questions to us, and Melissa and Daryl can answer those for you right here. Also, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. The, this is going to be in all of the major podcasting channels, so whether it's iTunes or Google or Spotify, this will be there. So please subscribe to the podcast there. And again, uh, all of the information to follow Melissa and Daryl on social media, uh, websites and all of that, to the Rivendell Collective, to the RDOF events, all of that will be in the show notes of this show, as well as at cgmradio.com slash frc. So thanks again, guys, for joining us, and we look forward to continuing the discussion next time.